Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their growth journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be back here this week. And I have with me this beautiful woman, um, Shelly. Shelly, thank you so much for taking time out to be on my podcast today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. So who is Shelly? Aside from being this beautiful woman, who is Shelly? Well, Shelly Fisher, first of all, I'm a believer. I'm a, I'm an author. I'm an educator. I'm a retired educator, consultant. I am also an ordained minister. I've invested uh, as I worked as a real estate investor, but now my focus is on books. I'm authoring books. I want to show people how they can reach their destiny, how they can, that, that there's more than what they're just doing. Oftentimes we get stuck in life and we don't know which direction or we stay complacent, but there is more. And that's what I want to, that's what I talk about in my book. Books. You know, I agree with you that there's more. Um, then again, what what do you think? I think that nowadays, right, we get with the social media and with so much information and so much activity, sometimes we all get so sucked in and it, sometimes it's easy to forget yourself. So you, there's a, I, I, I personally feel there's always a need to, you know, like, remind yourself of who you really are. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree totally. And in order to overcome all the media and all of this, I, uh, you, I believe that a person needs to believe in something higher than himself or herself. And for me, that is Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian, so I will be talking from a Christian perspective as we talk. Yeah, I'm a Christian too, and I agree with you. Um, but then again, I mean, I, I'm a Christian, so I'm exposed to the Christian world. You also have people who are Christians who are lost. And when I say lost, I mean who, who have lost themselves, you know? Uh, I totally agree. Uh, we can just look at our media every day and we have people who profess to be Christians, but their actions are just the totally opposite. And there are people in the church, well, the building, who I believe don't have that relationship with God. They don't really know them. Um, people have gotten into the intellect or what is going around them, on around them, and it's like they've been sucked up into that, and, and they've forgotten God. They've forgotten that he is the source of everything. Well, I mean, I know we're going to get to your books later, but I just wanted to know how would you, if you had um, someone who, what would you say to someone who is lost in the on the face of it? I mean, 
maybe lost shouldn't be the word, um, confused or across roads or do all sucked in. Excuse me. <laughs> so you mean loss in uh, respect that they've never known Christ or just... That's why I rephrase. So that's why I rephrase. So I'm not talking about loss um, that they never knew Christ. I'm talking about just loss in the world. You're, you just don't know which way to go. Um, you're confused. And this is for anyone out there, irrespective of John. Well, I, I would say to them, you know, there's a, a much easier way. There's a, a way that uh, that you can overcome your problems or you can come up to a higher place. There's a way that is easier than what you're doing, you're striving in. And uh, there is a way that you can um, live a better life, that you can live in peace and happiness. And I would say to you, you know, I, I'm a Christian and uh, I, I use the Bible and the Bible tells me that, that it gives me wisdom. And in that wisdom, we have riches and, and we have God's plan and purpose for our lives. So that's the way I connect with God. Maybe you would like to try that. Maybe you would like to try doing things a different way since you don't seem to be making that uh, progress. Wow. Okay. So now you know. Um, I'm. 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 I'm learning here, and I believe that my listeners are learning. Um, in the world today, and this is also from your experience, considering that you're a retiree, you would also agree that a lot of things have changed, and. I mean, even my young self, my son would say to me that things have changed. So I can imagine what my mom would think, you know. So things have really changed. The world has evolved. Um, the way that you would communicate, the way you would have communicated with me 10 years ago, in fact, five years ago, is totally different from the way you would communicate now. Now, we with everything that is going on, what steps would you give the listeners? Because I believe even as a Christian, you get to a certain level in in um in your challenges. You get to a certain level in your challenges or in what you think is going on in the world where you might not even want to go to church. You might not want to seek. You might not even want to hear the word. Your, your, you know, um, and you need to take certain steps first to find clarity before you get to that, you know, option. What would be some practical tips you'd give that person, anyone, before even getting to church or to Christ or to or to you? Um, just some practical interactions, just to be a good listener. Sometimes it's... Uh, when you listen to people, you can learn so much. So I would, I would be a good listener. Maybe invite that person out to lunch and, and uh, just, just to talk or to see where that person is. And I just believe that you know God is everywhere. You, I don't 
have to knock you over the head with the word or tell you to come to church or do all of that. In our daily interactions, I can I can be a friend, I can be a listener, I can be kind to you, and I can just display uh, uh, a character where you might want to uh, talk to me more. Amazing. And I'm happy you said that. So you said something now. You said be kind to you. And I believe that a lot of times um, your actions can actually draw people to whatever it is you serve, not even if it wasn't Christianity. Your your actions and the way that you treat people would endear people to you. And um, so I know well, I don't know for a fact, but I'm assuming you might not be on social media as much as the young ones would be on social media. Um, but aside from social media, even the magazines and even in churches, personally, and I would want you to speak into that, I believe that a lot of times we're not kind to people. Oh, that is. We're not forgiving. What do you think? Uh, uh, that that is so true, and words are are so powerful. We need to really watch our words. Really watch to what we say to people. If it's not encouraging, if it's not edifying, we ought we ought not to say that. And everybody, um, for example, the the young people, everybody has a fall down, and you know, if if they don't want to um, go places, maybe you could just have a time with. You know, you could talk on the uh, phone or maybe do some FaceTime, you know, just, just to listen. You know, I'm just checking in. What's going on with you? Or or just to establish that relationship, to establish trust. I'm somebody that you can talk to. Like, you know, I'm your cheerleader. I, I really want you uh, to succeed. And so when I developed that trust with you and you began talking to me, and then we can go deeper. But initially, just to offer myself as a friend, just to talk with you, not to condemn whatever you're doing, because God comes to convict. He doesn't come to condemn. So I listen objectively and and uh, not not judging. And so I think that's important. That, uh, uh, the, the, the Bible says that blessed words are as a honeycomb sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So just kindness, just empathy. And I think so much of that is listening today because we're so busy doing this and doing that, and we've just lost that touch of empathy and, and of mm-hmm. uh, genuine, uh, authentic uh, a relationship with people. So how do you think that people can develop that um Quality. How can we get back to being like that? What would you suggest? Well, as Christians, as believers, we could be doers of the word. Then God is about relationship. And when you have a relationship with a person, you talk to them, you spend time with them. You know, you read the word. God's word is anointed and God's word destroys yokes. So if I have a relationship with God, that's going to spill over into all of my other relationships. But if I'm just a churchgoer, if I just talk and you never see any illustration, if I don't spend time with God, if I don't read the word, 
if I don't appropriate that word in my everyday circumstances, I'm going to I'm going to be a carnal Christian. I'm just going to intellectualize, and there's no power in that. Wow, wow, wow. I'm, I, I mean, you can no, you notice I'm a bit quiet because I'm already thinking and you know asking myself some hard questions. So let's get to your books. Um, how many have you written? I have written five books. I have written four by myself, and actually eight. I've written three uh, anthologies with other people. But my first book that I wrote is Nehemiah on Leadership. And Nehemiah, of course, built really built the walls of Jerusalem. And the Lord deals with me on leadership. So when I wrote the book, I used two genres. I used spirituality and I used social cognitive theory. And I did that so that the book, you can, you can use it as um, a resource, not only as a spiritual resource, but also if you have a business. Because social cognitive theory talks about communication. It talks about motivation. It talks about design. And so we see all of those things in Nehemiah. He was an administrator. He was a strategist. He was a man of prayer. So in my book, I show you how you can incorporate all of that into the workplace or everyday life. So God God is everywhere. So we don't just want to stay in the church. He wants us to be out in the world to meet people, to minister to people, and, you know, to to. A represent him. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Um, what um, what other books have you written? Um, the the next book I wrote was called Go and Tell Spiritual Checkup. That's what you do and say a line. And that book grew out of uh, I was around a lot of so called Christians, but they would say things, but their actions were not aligned with that. So I put that in a book. And in in the book, I I guess it's really a resource as well. You could use that as a handbook to increase your spirituality. Because I start off talking about Isaiah and the prophets of old, how they would talk to the people and how the people would stop their ears. They don't want anything they had to say. And I said, oftentimes that happens today. We don't literally say we don't want to hear it, but our actions illustrate that we we don't. So uh, that was my second book. And uh, the third book, did you want to hear that? Or do you have another question for me? I do. I can't wait to lay my hands on them. Okay. Um, I, my third book I wrote was a children's genre, Dag Me and the Pandemic. And I thought about, you know, we were going through all this pandemic and it was so confusing to adults. And I thought, well, what about the children? So I wrote a book that uh, would explain to the children what was going on. Uh, my, my main character is Jalen and his parents are divorced and he goes to visit his dad and the pandemic is at its height. So he can't go home. So he had his dad explore the neighborhood and the dad explains to him what's going on with the pandemic. Oh, nice. Very creative. Sounds very creative. And then so I, I, 
Okay. Right. I was going to ask if you're working on any other one. Okay. I, I'm uh, one group um, book that I wrote, I'm very uh, excited about. It's called Sisters of the Gift of Lessons in the Classroom. Sisters of what? Pardon? Sisters of the Gift Lessons oh. in the Classroom of Life. And four of my, my uh, educational friends and I were involved in a strike. It was a custodial strike. We were all housed in one school. And some people started a prayer group. But from that evolved an organization called Gary Educators for Christ. And we were all in very traditional churches. We, we didn't know about the gifts. We didn't know about laying on of hands and in this organization, we grew. And so um, I think this was right after the pandemic. We started to put our stories together. And, and we found a common thread throughout that most of our stories have something that's supernatural in them, something that's beyond understanding. And uh, we, we compiled this. And we also have prayers in it. So... Um, it just shows you that that the supernatural is is in your everyday life. God is always working. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, what are you working on now? Well, I'm working on that uh, educational book. I started off wanting to talk about how to evaluate teachers, but like you said, the educational scene everything is so different now. People are wanting to ban books. They're trying to censor teachers. You can't say this, you can't say that. So I'm just kind of stepping back for a moment just to see how I'm going to approach this because it, it the educational scene is such a trans transformation where you know we encourage people to think and to have an opinion and and now you know the laws are saying you can't teach this, you can't teach that. So um I I know I'm not for sure how I'm going to approach it yet. I'd like to see. I would like to see how you end up approaching it actually. Yeah. Wow. So, um, do you, aside from writing the books, do you work with individuals? You know, like using the book or speaking to them, or teaching them how to live. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I do. Uh, I, I do workshops. You know, where I, I. I, I talk about the book. I do book clubs. You know, people who invite you and, and they're reading your book. That's always exciting. I do that. But um, if I could just go beyond the books for a moment, I just like to yes. say that uh, since January of this year, I'm president of an organization that's called Interfaith Clergy Council, Perry and Vicinity. And the group is made up of people of all denominations that it's mostly males. So it's really historical that I get a chance to leave this organization. So I'm kind of excited about that, wanting, you know, to know how God is going to lead what his plan is for them. So uh, that's, you know, when you stay in relationship with God, when you're praying and allow him to lead you and order your steps, he, he opens doors that you would never pick up going into, or he places you in places that are unimaginable. So that's why it, it's so good to have the wisdom of God in your life and, and to 
I'll learn to hear his voice and, and to follow it. Absolutely. And so what does the organization do? We say um, we are a group of prophetic social action. Uh, we have two major programs. We give scholarships to children in our area. And we also have uh, a program that the New Year's Day is called Emancipation Proclamation, whereby we, we just had this June 10th, of course, but we commemorate um, freedom, actually, the freedom of when, you know, the slaves are actually freed in uh, Texas three years after they were actually freed. And then we talk about the freedom in Christ that, that we have. But these are people of all denominations, so you have to choose your words and so that you can kind of, you know, include everybody. And uh, two years ago, I had the pleasure of, of being that keynote speaker. And so I talked about how that oftentimes we, we know what to do, but we don't do the right thing. We, we want to please other people. And so um, it's, um, it, it just provokes your thinking more on that. Also, congratulations. Thank you. That's me. So what's, so what's next for you? What, would you? what would you want to leave the listeners with? Because I'm sure they want to get in touch with you. Well, the, the next thing that I've, I've not talked about this in this, but the next thing that I want to do is I want to help to transform my local school district. Um, and I would, I kind of been speaking out against it because the curriculum is not up to par and a lot of things are not as they should be. And children are our future and they deserve to have, they have a right to a quality education. So that's kind of my, I'm bandwagon now that 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 I'm on to uh, help to transform the school school system, but I'm just going to keep uh, talking about lifting up the name of Jesus. I'm gonna, you know, keep talking to people, showing them that there's a better way. You know, God has a destiny; He has a plan for you, and, and He wants you to, you know, to grow and to go to the next level. And uh, that that's where that that's. The message, you know, everybody has a different message, but that's the message that, that God gives me. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much, Shelly. And, and I wish you the very, very best in all your endeavors. Thank you. And I am definitely going to look out for the books. I'm definitely going to look out for the books and so will my listeners. Thank you so much for being on here. So, guys, you need to reach out to Shelly and make sure you grab those books. And the books are on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and my website, ShellyLFisherBook.com. Awesome. We'll put that in the um, notes when we upload. So make sure that you get the link and get the books. I am going to get the books. So... Thank you. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you. Okay, guys. Out. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thrive with Omu podcast. This is your host, Omu Obilo.